This is Joe Buca with another episode of Man Up, the podcast to help men reject passivity and accept responsibility. And I, yeah, I just uh, want to share with you this morning, um, Sunday morning, I'm spending some time um, just sitting in a chair uh, in front of our fireplace. It's it's um, uh, April 10th, and yet it's 40 degrees outside here in Georgia, so it's kind of a crazy morning. But just a nice morning to burn some of the logs that I've split and set in front of the fireplace. And today um, I'm reading, um, yesterday and today, reading chapter 19 of um, Gentle and Lowly uh, by Dane Ortland. And, and just got a couple more chapters, so you, you only get to hear about this a couple more times. But this today on Rich and Mercy, uh, it's taken out of Ephesians 2.4, um, which is really powerful. Um, as Paul just talks about this idea that God, but God being rich in mercy because of his great love with, the, with which he loved us. And again, just the fact that we were his, the context of this is just the reality of our sin, our wretchedness, not just our little sins, but a lifestyle of sin, you know, that we formerly walked in. And then uh, goes on in the context later is just this idea, probably one of the more Famous verses of Ephesians, for by grace you've been saved through faith and not of yourselves. It's a gift of God, not as a result of works that any man should boast. For we are his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus for good works. Ephesians 2, 8 through 10. But this idea that that uh, God is rich in mercy, and Ortland does such a good job of really nailing the kind of the concept of the richness of of God's mercy, and, and I'm going to read uh, out of page 177. He says, The mercy of God reaches down and rinses clean not only the obviously bad people, but fraudulently good people, both of whom equally stand in need of resurrection. God is rich in mercy. He doesn't withhold mercy from some kinds of sinners with while extending it to others, because mercy is who he is, being rich in mercy. His heart gushes forth mercy to sinners, one and all. His mercy overcomes even the deadness of our souls and the hollowed-out zombie-like existence that we are all naturally born into. Just really powerful to address just this idea that God's richness of His mercy and then the love that He loves us out of. Um, and a couple pages later, he says that God is rich in mercy means that your reg- that your regions of deepest shame and regret are not hotels through which divine mercy passes, but homes which divine mercy dwells. And I, that is so good. I, I think as I ponder and as I think about just the richness of God's mercy in my life, I was writing in my journal this morning just kind of an extension of what Ortland's talking about and just this idea that, you know, he has loved us and loved me in particular so incredibly um, richly. Um, and I, I'll just read a little paragraph out of my journal. Rich in mercy, you're lav- you lavish your mercy on me and then lavish it even more. You continue to show me your mercy and then continue over and over again to pour it out. Thank you that your mercy is not a one and done idea, but or I, one, one and done thing, but an ongoing part of our relationship. Thank you that you continue to show up, uh, show us your mercy and your love and affection. Thank you that your mercy flows freely. And I think as I've grasped, as I try to grasp this idea that mercy is not just something 
on the front end of our salvation, but mercy is something that continues to be something we can experience His grace and mercy. And, you know, I, I, I continue to think about how this relates to the story of the two sons in Luke 15 and the, and the father that lavishes his love on both sons. Um, both sons, the son who goes away that, you know, uh, squanders everything away on loose living and then the self-righteous son, both are in need, in desperate need of God's mercy. And I think how I've shifted, you know, early on, I would identify mostly with the younger son and probably later in my life, I've identified more with the older son, although I still see that some younger son tendencies in me. But just the concept that as I sit with God, as I experience God throughout the day, that his mercy is rich toward me. He continues to lavish and lavish and lavish because that is who he is. He is, he is a God that is rich in mercy. He doesn't just dole it out piece by piece, but he he gives it to us and then when maybe even in Ortland talks about this, even when we squander his mercy, we don't really grasp it or we're not living in light of it. God then gives us even more. Again, that's pretty scandalous when I think about it, but that's the God that we have come to love and come to understand his love for us, that he loved us with such great, great love that he shows his mercy, not just one and done, but continually. Anyway, I want to encourage you to, that, that passage in Ephesians 2.4 is really significant. I've sat with it over the last couple of days and been reading part of chapter, this chapter. I think it's 19 on rich and mercy. Read some of it yesterday in my time with the Lord. Read the second half of it today. Um, just really has helped me kind of set with this idea of how do I, in an ongoing way, see God's mercy showing up in my life. So um, grace to you and mercy. Um, as you live your day out today.